Each week, we get the inside scoop from industry leaders in marketing, social media, and influencers. Follow along on their journey. This is the Follow Me Podcast. Woo! That felt real. Yeah, crazy. We're here. Welcome to the Follow Me Podcast. I'm Allie. I'm the founder of Be Social, and I am so excited that you're listening. Follow Me is going to be an inspiring podcast following along on the journey of awesome entrepreneurs. I have my co-host here. Her name is Cole Mosier. She's the creative director at Be Social, my longtime friend, and now an amazing (laughs) co-host. Right, Cole? Right. Amazing. Okay, Cole, let's get into this. Every week, we are going to ask each other Mm -hmm. who we're following this week. Okay. So you want to know who I'm following? (laughs) I do. Tell me. All right. This is hard. It's a toss-up. I'm going to save my like serious, more um, sentimental one for next week, but my one for this week would have to be celebrity couples. Do you follow it? No. Okay. (laughs) It's so addicting. And it just provides a little relief in the middle of your day, showing you just celebrity couples caught by the pops. <laughs> are you are you one of the pops? I can see you out there. The paps, the paparazzis. Got it. Yeah. So um, it's pretty entertaining. They decided to go down from posting like five times a day to about three times a week. So I'm disappointed. But what was the I don't know. They made strategy. Like, they made, made an announcement. They couldn't keep up with it. I think it was just someone's... the person running the account couldn't keep up with it. <clears throat> yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, but you should follow. It's pretty interesting. Okay. I will. It's where I found out Chris Pratt was taken. So, yeah. That was a bad day for you. Sad day. (laughs) Anyways, who are you following this week? (laughs) I'm following Eva Chen. She heads fashion at Instagram. Uh, We had a meeting with her a week or so ago and her team in New York. So relatable. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really, it is. Just like a hard brag. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just learned a lot from like their team and like being in their office and, you know, it's an app I use every single day. And so I don't know, I was just like, wow, this is where it all goes down. Um, And their team is so smart, like going through analytics and just everything about Instagram. I just like walked away from it, like, I don't know, feeling inspired. Mm -hmm. So I follow her team, um, Emily and another person on her team named Landon. And Mm -hmm. I just like the content they produce and like seeing them around the office and doing their thing. So Cool. That's my follow of the week. Um, cool. So hopefully you guys go and follow those people. Uh-huh. C- celebrity couples. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Total, like, opposites this week, but um, both yeah. great follows. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to get into our first guest. Although Becca Tilly hasn't been on The Bachelor for over two years, her loyalty and popularity on social media continues to grow daily, and it's clear why. Becca still showcases the same authenticity she had before joining the Bachelor franchise, only now she's doing it with over a million Instagram followers. Today, Becca graces us with her expertise on how she's evolved her brand and the pressures that come along with it. Welcome, Becca. Hi, thanks for having me. Hey, Becca. Hi, Allie. (laughs) Becca. It's like my podcast. (laughs) Actually, could you two harmonize for it? Okay, let's get serious here. Okay. You were on The Bachelor. We all know that. Mm-hmm. We all know how you got here. Mm-hmm. But what we want to talk about today is how you've made yourself into a brand and maintained success. So how did you go from fresh Bachelor contestant 
to today. You're an influencer with over a million followers. You have a blog, you have a podcast, you have a YouTube channel. How'd you get here? Um, Well, after both seasons of The Bachelor, I went back to being a chiropractic assistant in San Diego, working in an office. And the whole social media thing was more just, I had gained a following, but I was still just sharing my everyday life. There was nothing like nothing different except for the fact that I had hundreds of thousands of more followers. Um, So after the second season, which was Ben's season, um, my friend, and then he was my boyfriend at one point, but Robert, he has an agency where they manage talent and uh, social media influencers. And he, you know, we kind of were talking and he said, you know, if you wanted to do this as a career, like you could do it. And so I was scared because I thought, how can I make this a career? Like, how can I do this and be like stable and secure financially? And as I was getting emails of working with different brands, I realized like it was very possible. Robert's helping you with your deals and you're Mm -hmm. getting like a flow of brands wanting to work with you. They're what, like DMing you, emailing you? Um, Some of it was through DM and then some of it I had in a, I had, okay, I'm going to get real here for a second. Okay. So I had a few friends who were fashion bloggers. And right after I got off The Bachelor, I was kind of, I was being, um, like, I think brands were DMing me. She said that some bloggers, including herself at one point, I think, had created fake emails and fake manager names or assistant names that they would handle the brand deal. So it looked professional. So that's where my loyal assistant, Veronica, was born. (laughs) Tell us about Veronica. Veronica was very similar to me as she was me, but she was a little more professional and business-like. You know, she she handled emails in a more professional way than I myself would. Um, So... (laughs) Yeah, she's very business business like. She yeah. doesn't come around often. Savvy, yeah. savvy. So very she was negotiating your deals with Robert. No, well, Robert and Vamped would handle you know deals separately. Like if if a, they were working with a brand and they suggested me to the brand, you know, he would reach out to me and that would be separate. Anything that came to me directly through my assistant email, I handled. AKA Veronica. Veronica. Okay, so you, what were your feelings at this point? You obviously wanted to do more. You were mm-hmm. itching for something mm-hmm. bigger. Mm-hmm. So Which what happened like, then? It was like when you came to me asking for help with photo stuff on your blog. Right. Potentially, or you didn't even have I a blog I didn't even have point. a blog or know that I wanted a blog. I was yeah. just kind of like, I think you reached out to me and said, I'm doing photography mm-hmm. now because we had mm-hmm. met in San Diego like mm-hmm. one time mm-hmm. years before this. And you reached out and said you were doing photography and asked if, I'd want to shoot. Mm -hmm. And so we started talking kind of about what I wanted to do. And then she said, I think you should meet with my friend Allie. Okay, yeah. Who has... There she goes. A (laughs) PR company. And um, so we went down to... Where were we? Orange County? Laguna? Yeah, we met at that hotel in Huntington Beach. Yeah. Yeah. The OC. Yeah. And we had dinner. And that's where I actually met Kelsey White and Caitlin Carter. Now Jenner. Uh Yeah. And... um. I had met with a few different management companies before I met you, and there was just something that didn't click with any of them. Like, mm-hmm. nothing felt... And I didn't know if... I had never done this before, so I didn't know if it was just because, like, oh, that's just the business relationship. You know, I was only used to my relationship with yeah. Veronica. <laughs> it felt very close <laughs> to her. <laughs> and so, like, 
every time I met with people, I was like, oh, there's something missing, but maybe that's just, maybe that's Mm -hmm. just this relationship. And then when I met Allie, it was very much like we just clicked. And I think because even though I didn't know you, Nicole, I felt like safe or like I trusted Mm -hmm. your opinion. And then um, Allie had said that she didn't even watch The Bachelor, but everyone told her that we looked alike. Mm-hmm. So there was already mm-hmm. Yeah, when your connection. season was on, like people text me all the time, like, is she your sister? Like, is she your cousin? I'm like, we still get that. Yeah. yeah every lot. Every day. Yeah, so we met and then decided to work together. And that mm-hmm. was over two years ago, or just about two years ago. It's really fun. Wow. And, you know, there were times where I thought like, oh, is this... Because I felt like we all became like really close friends. And there was a point where I was like, is this going to make things more complicated? Mm-hmm. Like being so close and it being like blurred lines between the business side and like the personal side. But I think because we're such good friends, I I have this like safe feeling with you and know that you have my best interest because mm-hmm. not only does it benefit you in the business world, but you know, I trust our friendship. So it's been, I mean, for me, it's been like an ideal situation. Mm-hmm. And what does like a manager do for someone like you that's a digital influencer? Well, I mean, I would say you ever since you basically guided my career at this point because I was kind of floating. I didn't really have a direction or I was just kind of like, this is fun. I want to travel. And I think in my head, I realized there's so much money to be made in this world. Like, how do I do this and have mm-hmm. like a purpose with it Mm -hmm. which is a hard thing to like navigate on your own Mm -hmm. yeah so that was like one of the first things you did right was set up a strategy Mm -hmm. I remember talking with you extensively about that just about how you want to be perceived post-bachelor right like what were like some of your things that you wanted besides travel like what were some of your like priorities when you first like how did you shift from being just bachelor yeah. mainly into this where you're at now. Well, I think it's it was hard to have that mentality of like, oh, I want to I want to be separated from the bachelor because in a way it made me feel like I was not grateful for what cuz it it all happened so or like I didn't plan any of this, you know. So all of it just happened and I didn't want people to think like, oh, she she's not even grateful for her time. Like that's the reason that she's able to do all of this. But I did want to say like, I want to be I want to be known for more in this life than someone who is on a reality show who got dumped twice on a reality show, you know. Mm -hmm. And so there is a I know a majority of my following is from that, but I hope to continue to grow and build it outside of that. And that's why, you know, I've it's been hard sometimes because, you know, these shows like Bachelor in Paradise or any of the spinoffs, you're like, oh, I could have this instant like boost again. Mm-hmm. And I've had to say, like, is it worth it to put myself back into that or to move forward on my own? And what were some of the strategies that we put in place and we kind of agreed on and some of the things you started working on immediately? Well, we immediately started a blog and had a website so that people there was something more than just my social media. Mm -hmm. Like there was a place where all of it could land. And um, how soon after did we start the YouTube? Was that the same, all the same? Yeah, Yeah, pretty close together. Yeah, we launched a YouTube channel and we had this, the blog launch party. It was like the blog YouTube launch party was at the Bachelor Mansion, which was really amazing. I don't want to talk about it. I couldn't go. Oh yeah, you weren't there. It's so sad. People still talk about it. Yeah. And there was, there was talk about doing it there because you were kind of like, is it going to put you like, is that 
going in the opposite direction of what we want to do. But I think it was almost this, like, this is what got me here. This place is where it started, mm-hmm. everything, and, like, how fun to celebrate here. Yeah. No, it was perfect. Yeah. So you had the blog, the YouTube, and then probably a year after, you launched your podcast. Yeah. And that's through iHeart. Mm-hmm. Um, how did how did you get your podcast? Like, what was the process for that? So um, Amy Sugarman's one of my good friends, and she works through iHeart Radio. iHeart she does a ton of stuff. I don't even know all she her titles. Everything. Yeah, but um, she does Ben and Ashley from The Bachelor. They have a podcast, and so she was doing that. I filled in one time for Ben when he was out of town, and I was like, "This is so fun! Like, I really enjoy doing this." And she was like, well, if you want to do your own podcast, let's do it. So there was obviously talk like we weren't going to do a Bachelor podcast and didn't want to do something that other people were doing, but keep it to like my interest. So I started it by myself, which was really hard because, you know, like we're sitting here chatting. It's very conversational, but I was by myself. So like we would have a guest on. <laughs> that would be so hard. Yeah. So, so hard. We, we would have a guest on and I had that interaction. But then otherwise I was kind of, like it was like a monologue yeah. <laughs> and the producers would chime in every now and then, which they're amazing. But I was like, this is hard. Like mm-hmm. this is like, you really have to find what's entertaining. You really have to be vulnerable and open about your personal life, which mm-hmm. sometimes that's hard because... Once you do it, it's out there and then everyone's nosy about it and wants to know more. Like there's people always want more, 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 like no, no matter how much you give to them. And so, um, one time I had my sisters on and they totally froze. Like when they like, sat down, <laughs> Did they really like, they're so, they like are chatty. They're very good funny. at having, yeah, they're yeah. funny, sarcastic. And I was so excited because I thought like, what a funny dynamic to bring them on. And then as soon as we sat down in front of the mics, it was like, they were silent. And I would try to have a conversation and then we left and they were like, I blacked out. Like, I don't know what happened. (laughs) (laughs) And so we had to fill the space um, for that episode. And so we had Tanya on who, Tanya is one of my best friends and she is on a co-host on the morning show with Ryan Seacrest. So it's kind of her job basically is doing this. And so we brought her on as a guest and the dynamic was just so... It was like, okay, yeah, this is what we're great. missing. And now she's your co-host. Yeah, so now it was scrubbing in with Becca Tilly, and now it's scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad officially. And um, we have so much fun. Like, it's, you know, something that we both enjoy doing, and we have an amazing following and listeners and... So that's something that I've really put focus into. Yeah, no, that's definitely. Awesome. I want to know what was your first big brand deal where you were like, oh, snap. I'm trying to think. Allie would know that because yeah. any of my biggest ones happened when I started working with Allie. And Allie filters through any um, like requests or emails I get. Like She is the one who's managing that as my manager. <laughs> Veronica has no say in a lot of things. But <laughs> it's interesting because you you like filter through the ones that you think would be good for my brand, good for me, something I'd be interested in. There's been a few that are questionable <laughs> that you bring to me, but <laughs> for the most part, you know, it's fun to be able to, it's really nice to be able to choose, pick and choose what I want to say yes and no to, because for a while I was like, I need to do this slimming tea to pay rent. And there's I got a lot of backlash for it. So it's nice to be able to do stuff that I want to do that seems more like real to who I am and what I like. And you don't say yes to everything. You definitely, and you always will be like asking me questions about it and, you know, wanting the details and what does the picture have to be? Yeah. So you're really like thinking about, okay, if I do this, what are the consequences and what does that look like? And I don't think everyone does that. Why, why do you think like that? 
Um, I think because I noticed when I did something that wasn't something that I would ever really use or try, I got such a horrible reaction from it. And it scared me, honestly, to the point where I was like, okay, if I'm going to, if this is going to be what I do, then it has to stay genuine because I've noticed more and more like each year that goes by where social media is like growing and changing, people want like realness. And I was posting, I just posted about some things that weren't real. And so now I'm, I have to go, okay, do I really eat that? Would I eat that? Would I use that? Would I wear that? And really think like, are people, cause people can tell, like, I know who I follow. I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah. They don't use that. And people know they're on, to, they're on to it. So like I just did, I just did a campaign with McDonald's and I talk about McDonald's all the time. It's not sponsored. <laughs> I remember when I first met with you, we were sitting down. I was like, what brands do you want to work with? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, you know, like some high fashion label or whatever it was. And you're like McDonald's and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> and we actually just finally made those things happen. Yeah. That's amazing. We've done both of them. Yeah. Like we have to set new goals every pinnacle. <laughs> but it's funny because I still people are like, you don't really eat that, and I'm like, she does. Oh, I do. <laughs> like all Listen, the time. Yeah, there is something to be said. I mean, people who know me and like follow me and have like kept up with my life and what I talk about. You know, those people are writing me being like, You're, I know I'm so happy for you. Like, I know this is a big deal. Um, and so it is cool to, to remember, like, writing down the things that we wanted to do and how many of those things we've accomplished. And we've said no to a lot of things that would have been really easy money. Yeah. Like, yeah. we've said no to, like, a lot of money. Yes. To remain authentic. authentic. Mm -hmm. Hurts my soul a little bit, <laughs> but... <laughs> No, but it's, you know, it's the long-term strategy here. Right. And I think that's a lesson for anyone listening is think about the long-term strategy and think about six months from now, one year from now. Mm -hmm. And there are consequences for saying yes or no to a brand deal and a collaboration. Mm -hmm. um, it's much more than posting an Instagram. It's you're aligning with this brand, you're supporting this brand and your followers see that and other brands see that. Right. So you've been really good at, you know, navigating that. And obviously you have a team to support you, but you deep down like have a good sense of yeah. What works for you. Yeah. I have a lot of help though. I mean, it is nice to, cause I think in my head, there's a lot of times where I'm like, it would be so easy to be like, yes to everything. I'm just going to do everything. Cause who knows how long this will last, but I don't, I have that mentality. And then I realized like, I don't want to have this, like it's going away. How long will this last? I want to be like, okay, mm -hmm. let's be strategic about it. Make sure that it doesn't go away and be smart about what we're saying. Yes. And no to Cause you're building a personal brand, right? You mm -hmm. are building Becca Tilly Inc. Right. Becca Tilly Inc. does not drink skinny tea. <laughs> <laughs> she does not. What was your first brand deal, by the way? Um, my very first brand, I think it was either FabFitFun or Movement Watches, which I still work with Movement. Yeah, you do. Okay. And I still, uh, the uh, FabFitFun is a podcast or sponsor on our podcast. So, oh, cool. Still in my life. Okay. So, you're still super busy. How many inquiries? Actually, Ali, you might be better to answer this question than Becca because you're getting all her inquiries, right? How many does she get a week? Yeah. How many do I get a week? I've <laughs> never even like realized how many. Yeah. I mean, I manage all the incoming inquiries. We're getting a lot. I mean, some of it's really good, you know. L'Oreal wanting to do a big campaign to, you know, people wanting autographs to media requests. It's like a, it's a mix of inquiries that we're getting, but it's busy. I mean, people want to work with Becca and there's tons of interest, but like we mentioned before, a lot of it 
is stuff we can't even move forward with, um, even if the paycheck is really good, because mm-hmm. it's just it's just not aligned. And some of it too is like, you know, we'll give you a toothbrush if Becca posts 12 Instagram posts. <laughs> like literally, I mean, that's, you know, it's such a wide spectrum of the things I'm dealing with. <laughs> That'd be a lot of posts for one toothbrush. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past someone to ask that. So how many do you actually send to me once you go through them? What percentage? Yeah, I'd say maybe 50%. Oh, wow. It's a lot I don't see. Yeah. 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 Because either it's just, you know, the conversation died, the money wasn't there, the brand was not right, Mm -hmm. the ask was too crazy. So it's like a lot of just kind of navigating what isn't good for you. And then when something is good, we got to close it, we got to get the contract in place, and Mm -hmm. we got to move forward with it. Yeah. And you have to be so speedy in this industry. Like if you get an offer and you're trying to negotiate it, like if you're not with it and like responding immediately, they're on to the next influencer. Mm -hmm. So that's a lesson too for people out there. If you're wanting to do these collaborations, like make sure you're speedy with your responses. Like you need to be on it because think of all the competition that's out there trying to do exactly what you're trying to do. And I'm really glad you handle that because I would be (laughs) drowning. Your email response rate is like, Five to seven days. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> Five to seven business days. It makes it way easier for me that you are the one, like, you know, filtering through. It, it Like I said, we say no to a lot of yeah. easy money. And also it's going out there and targeting who you want to work with. Like, that's another thing you can't do is just sit there and wait for these cool brand deals to come to you. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to go and work with Maybelline, like, go email the brand director or the brand manager and take a meeting and explain to them why you're a good fit for them. So I think that's something too that we're really good at is being proactive and like making those Mm -hmm. collaborations happen. Well, that's a big part of like this whole, I think people have this, um, I mean, I had this misconception before I was doing this of like bloggers and what it takes. And in my head, I thought like, oh, they're just taking a photo and posting it. There's so much that goes into creating the content, making it look good while still making the brand happy and going to the events and meeting the, you know, brand, the brands that are there and the other people that are working there. It's just, there's a lot that goes into it that I think comes across as very fun, which it is fun. I mean, it's an ideal job, but it is, it's still work. It is work. Cole, you can speak to this. I mean, you shot influencers for, for years, Mm -hmm. like on brand campaigns, like walk us through that. Like, what is, what is that like? Yeah, it's interesting because you have to keep that strategic perspective. Like sometimes even with shooting, you would be like, let's throw your hair up so (laughs) your following likes when your hair is different, right? Or like something like that to disguise from the fact that we're selling protein powder. Or I think it was it's always keeping that in mind when you're shooting for social media, what's going to what's going to do well, like what's Instagrammable basically was really important. I think that industry has really changed, which I'm kind of glad that now I'm on the other side. I'm not behind the camera anymore. I'm more as the creative director here. It's like I get to think through what actually works. And sometimes I don't think it is like the professional photography anymore. I think it's like the iPhone, the almost zero filters, Uh like people are actually wanting to see that more and more. So that it's evolving so quickly. It's been really interesting to see. I don't know. It's interesting because some brands would be so nitpicky, right? And then some don't even care if their product's in focus. Yeah, it's like, so true. Um, and that's another thing people don't might not know is like what goes on behind the scenes. And 
all of this stuff requires brand approval, like mm-hmm. any collaboration. And they typically give us like really distinct like guidelines, guidelines and we have to follow it. So the brand product has to be in the shot. It has to be clear. It, you know, you can't have a logo on your t-shirt. Like there's so much that you have to think about. And, you know, there's certain things they want and don't want. And you guys both know we've had to do mm-hmm. reshoots yeah. and we've had to make good because the, you know, collaboration didn't do well or, mm-hmm. you know, there's tons mm-hmm. of things that go into it. Obviously, you're working with really big brands. I mean, McDonald's is not a small company. Right. You know, you have campaigns with L'Oreal. Mm-hmm. You're working with Jurgens. Mm-hmm. How much money are you making? And are you comfortable with your income right now? What is all that like? I mean, I don't know how like detailed I want to get with that. But I will say I had this moment where I realized I was making the same, if not you know, in one post that I post that I made in a whole year working for the chiropractor, you know, two posts, whatever. And so there was this moment of being like, wow, like my life is so different. And I didn't grow up with a lot of money. Like I'm one of five kids. We lived like a very, you know, middle-class family, but, um, I never grew up with like tons of money or, or, and I never felt like I was missing out or needed it. Like even working for the chiropractor, I, was very happy. And it was like, yeah, I was living paycheck to paycheck. But I think it I think now having a substantially different bank account number, it's like I'm still as happy. I was as happy then as I am now. Yeah, you I know? feel like you're not super money driven, which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. I want to make money in the sense that I want to like be secure and like have a savings account and, you know, have that security. But I don't put happiness into the dollar amount that I make, Mm -hmm. which I think is so good, comforting to know, like someone asked me yesterday on the, like, ask me questions on Instagram. And they're like, would you, what would you do if you had to go back to a nine to five job? And I'm like, it would be hard because my life's been so different, but I would probably be just as happy. So there is comfort in that. It doesn't put as much like pressure on me, I guess. Cause it's like, okay, if that's what I have to do, then that's what I have to do. Are you saving your money? Do you have a money manager? Like what's, what's that like? I don't have a money manager or business manager as, um, we have discussed. (laughs) That's what something that you highly encouraged me to do. And I have yet to do it, but I do have a savings account that I'm very, you know, I, every time I get paid through a, from a brand deal, I put a percentage of it into my savings and I like pretty much don't touch my savings. So, um, I'm, like I said, I it overwhelms me a lot of the time when I'm like, how th- this is a lot. But I also, I don't, every now and then, like I just bought a YSL bag, but I don't, that's not something that I do regularly. Yeah. No, you, I mean, you are not frugal, but like you don't spend money on that stuff. I think we were texting last night and you're like, I don't think I've bought shoes in about a year. Yeah. <laughs> and she hasn't. <laughs> I mean, I get, it's interesting because I get a lot of stuff sent to me. So there is that sense of like, oh, whatever, I could just maybe someone will send something to me and I want to, or maybe I already have it and don't even know. Yeah. Um, my, we're going to clean out my office, which is like, we call it my gifting suite tomorrow. Mm. The three of us. (laughs) So fun. And, um, it's going to be a lot because I get so much sent to me and there's stuff probably that I don't even know that I've received, but, um, I spend a lot on my friends and like, I, I go on trips and I feel like I, I like to treat my friends and family, you know, like I Mm -hmm. like that kind of stuff, but for myself, it's more like Postmates and (laughs) (laughs) food. (laughs) Let's talk about 
all the stuff you get gifted to you and like how many packages do you get a week and like what's in them? Like what's the coolest thing you've gotten? It's really fascinating because brands are getting so creative with the packages they're sending Mm -hmm. out to social influencers. Like it keeps getting like bigger and better and more extravagant. And um, I just got back. I was home for six days and got home and there was like seven boxes like right by my door because my sisters live with me. So they just stacked it all. And I'm like, I haven't ordered anything like I didn't expect anything to come. And that's pretty much every week. It's always and it's I get a lot of makeup and beauty packages and then. I got Mama Mia 2 just came out and they sent me like a pair of overalls that they were promoting the movie for. And I would have to say the most extravagant gifting I've gotten from a brand was the Lawless uh, lip. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the video. That was pretty I cool. I opened it. Big box. And it had all the lip. Like liquid lipstick. Yeah, liquid lipstick. And it had every color. And... You opened the box and it was a video of Annie Lawless. And it was like, hi, Becca. (laughs) It was very personalized. (laughs) She's in your living room. (laughs) It was the craziest thing. I kept opening it and showing my sister. Everyone who came over for like a week, I would show them. (laughs) I just thought it was so crazy. Yeah, that was amazing. So you think those like really cool PR mailers work for brands? Like do those catch your attention? They get my attention. Put them Mm -hmm. on your stories? Yeah. I mean... I like showing people what I get just in the sense that I think one at some point, maybe after we clean it out, I'll, I want to do like giveaways. I just have mm-hmm. so much stuff and it would be mm-hmm. so fun to be like, here's a package of all these different brands of lipstick that I got and be able to give it to someone because it's really good stuff. I just can't wear it all. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, even talking to my mom and sister and they're like, send us stuff. And so I'm like, oh, I just have all this mm-hmm. stuff sitting mm-hmm. there, but it's really cool. The stuff that I get. You so money knowing you personally, mm-hmm. I know money's not a huge driver for you, mm-hmm. right? Like it's take it or leave it. You're generous with your money. It's whatever. What yeah. does drive you to keep doing what you're doing? Um, to be honest, if I'm gonna just be really real right now, I'm kind of in a place where I feel like I'm in that position of thinking, what is my purpose? Like what moving forward? Like what am I doing for other people? And aside from just making money by posting photos and videos like what am I doing beyond that that's like doing something good in the world Mm -hmm. so that's kind of where I'm at right now sometimes I and I'll text Allie and be like I need to do something like I'm Mm -hmm. I kind of get bored or uninspired and I think we also go through the comparison game of seeing other people doing big things and it's like I feel like I need to do something but what is it going to be for me that's like what I'm passionate about or what I want to do so I think I just really enjoy, I mean, I love traveling and I love getting to do what I get to do and it being on my own time, but I, I am kind of in that place of being like, okay, what's next? Mm-hmm. What know? is next? Like, what are, what are your ideas? I mean, I have ideas of things I want to, I really want to, I've been saying this for a while because I have this following on YouTube where I feel like people want more videos. It's just doing it and making it happen. And so I want to focus on that. I think I took a break from traveling. So I kind of want to ready for it. Get back into that, yeah. But also get into something that's like a put the money aside and put like the fun of it aside, something that's like doing something. I don't mm-hmm. know. I feel like I remember we had this super serious conversation <laughs> when we went to dinner and I started crying cuz I feel like I'm supposed to do something so mm-hmm. much more than mm-hmm. this, you mm-hmm. know? Like with what I have this amazingly huge platform Mm -hmm. that fell into my lap essentially yeah and like what am I really doing with it Mm -hmm. so that's something that I'm always thinking about so every week we ask our guests what's your viral moment um and this could be 
online, not online, on Instagram, not on Instagram, but like, what was your, oh, wow, I made it moment? I think I've told the story before about when Sean Penn, like, recognized me at the bar. That was like right after what? That. <laughs> we Sean, hung out. With yeah, Sean Penn. I, I've seen Sean Penn at a bar as well, but well, that was he didn't recognize me. <laughs> he just in the this was just a moment where I was like, wow, like people watch this The Bachelor, like mm-hmm. people know. But yeah, he just was like, have I met you before? He probably meant have I slept with you before, but I was like, <laughs> no. And his friend was like, dude, she was on The Bachelor, and he was like, oh yeah, and I was like, wow. On the flip. What's a moment that would cause you to unfollow yourself? Something you regret or would have done differently? I don't know if I have anything where I like have instant regret or anything that I think of that way. I normally delete the the post before I have too much regret over it. Um, but I do feel, and I think just now having gone through it, there was something to be said about being so open with my relationship that made me feel... Um, that no matter how much I gave or how much I told, it wasn't enough. And I feel like I shared a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think moving forward, it's like there's a way of being open and vulnerable without giving too much details to where you feel like you owe people something. I posted something on Instagram last night and it's like stayed with me, but it was like, you don't have to set yourself on fire to keep other people warm. And I was like, wow, that's so true. Like, I feel like we constantly, I think like as a people pleaser, you feel like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm like responsible for everyone else being like happy and like satisfied with what I'm doing. And it's can get overwhelming. And so I kind of feel like if anything, I've taken that away. Like you don't have to, it's your narrative to share. Like Mm -hmm. you're in control of how many, how much detail and just because they want it doesn't mean that you have to give it to them. Okay, so next up we have some follower questions. Okay. We put a little ask out on our Instagram and we have some questions from some people. So first up is how much do you charge per post? This varies. I mean, Allie, we have like a set we have like set prices for certain things, but I think depending on the brand, sometimes we'll negotiate and if it's like something I really want to do, then I'll do it regardless of, you know, how much they're paying. So, I mean, you know, someone with like a million followers can charge anywhere from 10 to $20,000 for an Instagram post and also a lot less than that. I also think it has to do with, um, there is the following is obviously important, but I think depending how engaged your followers are, like I have a really high female audience. So I have a good situation with brands because they're curious about what I'm wearing or Mm -hmm. what makeup I'm using. And so I think there's, um, there is something to that, all the analytics behind it and the, the insights and what comes up on your Instagram, um, that you're able to share with brands and brands always always ask for my analytics. Yeah. Yeah. They want to know, like, can I see your Instagram insights? Can you share how many views you got on that Uh story? Like brands are done with the days of just you post and you're done with the collaboration. They need all the stats to figure out what was the ROI on that. Okay. Now that you've worked with McDonald's and Dr. Pepper, who's your next dream brand to collab with? Ooh. I mean, wow, I've really set my, my standards so high. Like where do I go up from McDonald's and Dr. Pepper? Don't know. I don't know either. Maybe it would be fun to do. Um, I mean, I have some really amazing collaborations going on right now. But I mean, to do something with like 
a design, like a high-end designer would be really fun. Very different from mm-hmm. other things, but you know, like Cartier or something like that would be really cool. Okay. Last question. What's something most people don't know about you? I'm, I'm very introverted, but I think because I'm required to be extroverted, no one really knows that, but I love being alone. I love being in the comfort of like what's safe and familiar to me. And I sometimes struggle going to like, unless Allie or someone I know can go with me to certain events or trips, (laughs) I won't go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She does this thing where she's like texts like 30 minutes before and you're like, my stomach hurts. Yeah, and then sometimes I my stu- well, my stomach <laughs> does hurt because I think I get like my social anxiety no, creeping true. in. Yeah, so I think I, if I could just pass through it and have like a glass of wine, I'd be fine. But what's your one piece of advice for girls or boys who you know want to be a digital influencer like you? I honestly would say have an idea of what direction you want to go and keep and be passionate about it and keep doing it until people care about what you're doing. Because I, I have friends who who are musicians or who have been trying to figure out what their lane was. And once they figured out what they like to do and what they were passionate about, and what their truth was, as long as they kept at it, people started to listen. Boom. Banger. Where can people follow you? Um, people can follow me on Instagram at Becca Tilly, Twitter at Becca Tilly 5. And our podcast is Scrubbing In with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. Thank you, Becca. That was really fun. Super excited you came on. And I hope all of you out there learned how to grow your own brand on social media. And until next time, see ya. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. I love both of you so much. Wow, that was so fun. That was amazing. Thank you so much, Becca Tilly, for coming on and being our first Follow Me podcast guest. She killed it. Um, I hope everyone learned something interesting and useful. Make sure that you download and subscribe to our podcast so that you can be hearing from our awesome guests that are coming. We have just an incredible lineup. Allie and I are so excited to share the stories of these really cool, talented, successful people uh, with you. So follow along. Follow us on Instagram. What's our Instagram handle? At Follow Me Podcast. Perfect. So follow us. You'll get all the updates on who's coming on. You'll get some inspiring quotes that you can regram, all of Mm -hmm. that. So follow along. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.